Hey, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this is a late night episode. It is um, specifically geared to the vice presidential debate that literally just went off like five minutes ago. And I didn't want to wait until the morning because I know that there might be some things that I miss if I wait till the morning. So I figured I'll just put out there what occurred now um, while it's still fresh in my mind, right? So, um, yeah, let me just jump right into it and not take up too much of your time and um, do what it is I do. Let's go. Eight, ignition sequence has started. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. foremost you know I never got around to actually covering the presidential debate and the reason for that was I explained to you guys after seeing it I just was so disgusted um that I could not even uh comment on what I saw and you saw because it was a whole shit show and I couldn't take any of that shit seriously um it just was not um any type of debate that I've ever witnessed in my years um, as presidential nominees and it just took away from the whole, in my opinion, structure of what it is um, the debate is supposed to represent and clarify for the American people. So, but that was the presidential uh, debate, the first one that is. Tonight um, was the vice president debate, nominee, uh, candidates debate that was located out in Kingsbury uh, Hall in St. Uh, excuse me, in Salt Lake City. And the moderator this evening was uh, Miss Susan Page, who a lot of people were not um, too familiar on, uh, but nonetheless... She is, or was, I should say, because it is over. She was the um, moderator this evening. She's actually the Washington Bureau Chief for USA Today. And she also uh, is a longtime member of the D.C. Press Corps. So, all right, let me just jump right into it. Paige actually covered, or has, I should say, has covered 10 presidential uh, campaigns and six White House administrations in her 47 year career in Washington so she's no uh, new jack to this Um, she's also interviewed the past nine presidents including three after they left office so just giving you a little background on Miss Page because a lot of people was unfamiliar um, 
of who she is and what she has done in her career um, in government or in office in the in the many roles she has she has had. Um, okay, so let's just first start off with um, the status of the president, right? So currently, we learned that a couple of days ago, um, we were informed, well, maybe a couple of days after his debate with Joe Biden, that he contracted um, COVID as well as uh, the first lady. Was also, um, te- she also tested positive for COVID as well. Trump's administration is affected hugely by COVID. Um, I'll tell you this much. According to The Guardian, at least 27 in Trump's circle have tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, Tuesday... Stephen Miller became the latest to confirm on Tuesday, October the 6th, uh, Stephen Miller, who is known as the controversial sort of policy advisor to the, uh, to the president became the latest to confirm that he had COVID-19 and, uh, stated he will be quarantined but again you have about let me just break this down to you right so you get an idea of how and who within the trump administration has been affected by COVID 19 recently so you have donald trump who was tested positive milana trump tested positive hope hicks who's the senior advisor to the president tested um positive stephen miller senior advisor tested positive kaylee uh mc mcanny any i think that's how you say her name white house press secretary tested positive uh mike pence tested negative jared kushner the senior advisor and Trump's son-in-law, negative. Ivanka, negative. Rudy Giuliani, negative. And I don't know because uh, Rudy added, uh, Rudy actually did an interview a couple of days ago. I'm not sure if it was exactly yesterday or the day before yesterday, but this is like within this week. And the entire um, interview he gave, or yeah, the interview he gave while on uh, television, he was coughing really um crazily like really coughing as if you know i would i i I, that stuck out for me i i'm i don't know when they last test him specifically but he definitely was coughing a hell of a lot a couple of days ago um so you know i i would encourage whoever did do the testing on these people they retest these individuals who are stating that they are negative mark meadows of the white house chief of staff is negative ronna mcdaniel uh mcdaniel excuse me ronna mcdaniel rnc chairwoman tested positive mike lee utah senator tested positive uh 
Tom Tillis, North Carolina Senator, tested positive. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Jill Biden, negative. Amy Connie Barrett, Supreme Court nominee. Um, from These are the dates from September 30th to October 7th. So if anything has changed... Um, do note that this is based on information that came out up until October the 6th. If I'm not mistaken, um, Kellyanne Conway has now been tested positive for COVID as well as Chris Christie. Um, at least none of these people that I've just discussed, including Trump, attended a White House event on, on September 26th for Amy Connie Barrett, the president's nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court. So you can imagine how many other people might have been at this event, right? To say the least, this is concerning for the Trump administration. Um, while Trump is um, undergoing uh, medical attention, he took it upon himself to do a uh, press conference in which he was quoted saying that him getting COVID was a blessing from God. You know, I just don't know anymore with this motherfucker. I, I, I promise you, like, he just says, who is allowing him just to say the first thing that comes out his mouth? Like, getting COVID was a blessing from God? His words, you people... You guys, you people, yeah, you people, this is what he said. I ain't paraphrasing. Um, which was interesting to me because um, in the beginning of this pandemic, you had Trump's attitude about COVID very different than what he now presently is being quoted saying. In fact, this is a president that, um, like uh, Ms. Harris pointed out uh, earlier in the throughout the debate, he mentioned... COVID in the earlier parts of the year as though it was a hoax. You never saw Trump wearing a mask and the antibiotic, um, the antibiotics that he's using, which is like, like a, a cocktail, um, is non-FDA approved, yet he is adamant about making sure that whatever medication that he used, it's being pushed um, towards a vaccine. So just so you guys have an idea of the debate itself, the debate tonight with the vice president candidates is the first and only debate that's going to happen um, before uh, election, November 3rd. So the way they had the stage arranged um each candidate was 12 feet apart from one another with a plexi gas uh plexi you hear me plexi gas it's late you guys fuck with me though (laughs) with a plexiglass separating them um keep in mind the next presidential debate is a week away um if i'm not mistaken i believe it's october is it the 12th or the 15th one of those dates. Let me double check for you guys. Yes, October 15th is accurate for the next 
uh, presidential debate. So, okay. Interestingly, I'm not even mad at Biden for making this comment. Biden said, you know, if Trump is still positive for COVID, he wasn't going to and he does not plan on sharing the same stage with him. And, and can you blame him? You know, I, I personally wouldn't feel comfortable sharing the stage with somebody who is uh, who has tested positive for COVID either. So um, no arguments for me or debates about that at all being safety first um but if any of you guys know and i'm gonna get to this debate but i just want to give you some um some backstory on what has been transpiring prior to us actually witnessing the debate this evening um you guys know trump's stance on the stimulus check was touch and go Recently, and I mean recently, like in a matter of hours, <laughs> Trump actually changed his um, stance and, and attempted to start pushing for the stimulus check. He wants an airline relief bill as well. And um, I thought that was very interesting how quickly he changed his um, stance on the stimulus checks and whether or not he was going to allow these checks to be passed or the bill to be passed so that these checks could um, exist. Uh, yeah. So let's just jump jump into what the debate was. So Ms. Page stated early on in the debate that it was going to be nine segments, 10 minutes each, 90 minutes. Two minutes to answer, six minutes to discuss. Okay? So that sounds about fair i mean i i i saw that as as fair as fair can get and so you guys i covered as much i i got as much information and writ, wrote down as much as i could um you know the, this is not my day job <laughs> my day job is a paralegal but for the most part i really did try to get as much information as possible Sorry, you guys. Uh, the little one be stopping me. Okay, she shouldn't even be up, but she is. She's watching a debate with us, too. All right, so... The first thing that was addressed is um, from Miss Page, from Susan Page, was about what to Kamala, what could a Biden administration do in terms of the coronavirus um, and how... It currently uh, stands in the United States. Um, and she mentioned that over 210,000 people have died in the United States from the pandemic. Seven million contracted the um, virus and one in five businesses closed as a result of the pandemic, leaving 50 million people filing for unemployment. That's insane, right? She also went on to indicate that in January of 2020, um, President and the Vice President was informed and was told about the seriousness of this uh, disease and how it was airborne. Now, you guys remember in my earlier segments, did I, did I not say that I also believed, okay, that this motherfucking virus was airborne, right? She also pointed out that... Um, it was Trump who indicated 
that this was a hoax, the whole COVID pandemic originally. And not only was not only did she mention that he believed it was a hoax, she also indicated how the administration itself, um, Trump and Pence, actually tried to uh, basically cover up what was occurring with this uh, pandemic in the very early stages. So one of the questions that were asked was why and how was it possible that the United States death toll as a result of COVID was two times more than Canada, who is our northern neighbors, um, uh, the northern country neighbors to us. So why was that? Like, why is the death toll higher in the United States than any other wealthy country? Um, which, um, I'm going to be quite honest. He, Pence never answered this question. Um, and if you saw the debate, bleh, the debate, guys, it's late, right? <laughs> if you saw the debate, then you know for a fact that the answer was, um, up in the air. Pence did, however, rebuttal um, Ms. Harris's um, explanation of how the Trump administration handled this pandemic. And he went on, um, and Pence went on to say that from the first day that they were notified of this uh, disease, Trump put the American people's health first. Now, I beg to differ on that. Um, I literally watched from uh, the ending of February to about the end of March in which this pandemic was almost like out of sight, out of mind. Don't talk too much about it. The less we say, the better. At least that was the energy I was getting from this administration. And this was around the time that press conferences were being held. And I mean, nobody, absolutely fucking nobody in Trump's administration was protecting themselves with any form of mask of any fucking sort. Um, but what I also took notice of um, when it came to just to get off, um, you know, the whole regi- the, the regimen of uh, the debate. I noticed how Pence's strategy was not geared on um, making sure that the facts were being discussed um, and that he was being forthcoming and honest. I think what I got from his his debate was his ability to throw fucking shade however he could, whenever he could, and um, his and also the way he would utilize playing on the American people's emotions. So I picked up on that very quickly. And I'm pretty certain if you guys watched it, you did too. I also noticed um, he has a terrible time actually answering a direct question. And many people do. Um, when asked something, they talk around it. They half hear the question, so they're only answering tidbits of what they actually even fucking heard. But he was very, very successful in not really answering a direct question asked to him. So um, for me as a voter, that kind of throws me off because if you can't answer a question, how am I supposed to entrust that you know 
what the fuck you're doing. I mean, we've we've gotten a introduction of what y'all think y'all know know when it comes to running the country, and it and it's not good at all. It, it's, it's definitely not what the American people going forward want to be under. I know I don't. Um, but you know, you have people who are very clever at um talking in a way that is deflective in what they should be answering versus what they give you. Uh, yeah, so that was one of the things that stood out for me in terms of listening, because I'm fair. I'm going to listen to everybody, but, you know, it was hard to when you're, you're, you're listening to a person who's not even answering the fucking question. That was one. Two, he was very, very rude in terms of continuously cutting... Uh, Miss Harris off uh, and really feeling entitled and privileged to continue speaking after Susan Page said okay your two minutes is basically fucking over like I I sum that up to be white privilege because I just don't understand how if you know the rules and you know what was told of you why you adamantly just kept running your fucking mouth way after the fact and I'm I'm not talking about don't get me wrong we all experienced that um, well, maybe we haven't all experienced it, but if you've ever been on a debate team of any sort, you know, um, to discuss your point of view is timed. So I get going over the time and being in mid sentence and not being able to complete your thought, but that wasn't it. It was just him failing to shut the fuck up and feeling like I'm going to keep talking until I finish saying what it is I want to say, which in my opinion, is kind of disregarding the role of the moderator, which is in all theory what the fuck Trump did. It's like they don't recognize other people's authority and positions that they have, right? They just feel very entitled and, you know, because they are the vice president and president, it's it's almost like, um, yeah, I don't, that the rules don't apply to me type of energy that I get from the both of them. In fact, the entire administration. So, um... Like I said, I noticed a lot of his strategy was based on shade, um, throwing shady remarks out. He accused Joe Biden of um, plagiarizing or um, having forms of plagiarism attached to him. Uh And I just, as I looked and listened to both candidates, I honestly, and you guys know, because I was not, you know, I wasn't big on either one. I have my reasons. Uh, Neither Joe nor uh, Trump. But I was going to vote nonetheless. You guys already know that. Big on um, utilizing my voice and my rights to vote to make sure or to try to make sure the right person is in office. Um, that's all you can do is try, right? But, uh, it would appear that the American people feel as though they weren't giving all the answers. They, a lot of, a lot of the American people feel like we were slow to respond and had we probably or had they probably knew about certain things ahead of time perhaps the death toll 
in the United States wouldn't have been as insane as it is. You're talking about 210,000 people, folks, dying from COVID. Interesting enough. Uh, keep in mind that both Trump and Biden, regardless of who gets elected, will be the oldest president thus far in office. So you have Trump, who will be turning uh, 74 in January, and you have Joe, who is currently 78. Yeah. So moving forward, Susan spoke on the lack of social distancing and how the Trump administration uh, barely followed any of the uh, precautions that they were issuing to the American people. And I guess the question was asked to get an understanding of how can you lead but not lead by example? So, and that was one of my issues early on in the year. Like you're telling people social distance, six feet away, masks and sanitizers to the point where we have closed down schools, employment. I'm, you know, my firm is working still to this day remotely. Yet, um, for a while, there even even um Dr. Fossey, for a while there was uh no one standing six feet away from each other when they was on that podium. Nobody having on masks. Think about it, guys. For a while, none of that shit was going to fuck on. Kamala's stance on this was, as she rebuttaled what Pence was saying, she said that... Uh, You know, these leaders need to have enough respect for the American people to tell them the truth and not whitewash it or pick and choose when they need to know the truth. Because her her belief is had people been notified about things maybe earlier, maybe more could have been done to to decrease the death toll. Susan asked, uh, Susan asked Kamala, uh, that's how they pronounce her name. I pronounce it Kamala, but okay. That's why you keep hearing me say Miss Harris, because I don't want to fuck her shit up. Um, all this time, I've been calling her Kamala. They on TV calling her Kamala. Yeah, whatevs. Um, but Susan did ask her, should the American people take the vaccine in her opinion? And her response was, No. Um, she said, basically, if Trump tells us to take it, no. If Anthony Fauci tells us to take it, then shit, why not? That nigga is a doctor. He's been in, in, in um, the White House under this title and supervising other administrations as a doctor for over 40 plus years, okay? So I agree with her when it comes to valuing what He has to say more than what Trump has to say, which at this point is little to nothing. Like, what are you saying, bro? Um,
it's just difficult to watch something like this when you know that there are two people who stand on very different ends of the fucking stick. And initially you want you you often feel like everybody's just saying what sounds good, right? I, I often feel like that in every election. Like we all hear the same shit. We all hear what we want to do with our plans are to make this country better and then people get elected and it's rare we even see half of the things that were mentioned actually come to light. And that's just the truth of the matter. Word. It was also asked if voters deserve the right to know about the president's health condition. Uh, Pence agreed that they should. Um, Kamala, uh, Kamala, I'm going to call her Kamala, you guys. So y'all can fucking flip on me later, but I ain't calling her no Kamala unless that's really her name. Like I haven't heard her call herself Kamala, but Kamala. Kamala, Miss Harris, she also <laughs> she also responded yes as well. Um, but when expressing her agreement to the American people knowing the president's current health condition, she pointed out the dishonesty about our commander in chief and what I mentioned to you guys a couple of episodes uh, uh, back regarding him only paying $750 in taxes in a 10-year period. That's just fucking ludicrous. The current employment rate has 11 million jobs not being replaced. I mean, we're $2 trillion in debt, you guys. So the economy is certainly in distress. Um, but I noticed when Pence is asked specific questions um, about these things, he does not answer um, completely. He deflects a lot and he preys on the emotions of people to get him a leg up. So if you're able to see right through that shit, then you know, like this nigga's just saying what he think niggas want to hear. He's not really giving us straight answers. Um, a lot of um conversations took place also about um fracking, which a lot of people I know were probably very confused as to what the fuck that is, um, and what that has to do with um this debate. So just so you guys know fracking is like the process um of uh injecting like liquid at a high pressure into subterranean rocks um so this actually forces it kind of force opens existing uh Like pressures to uh, extract oil or gas. So Pence basically accused Kamala and Joe of uh, supporting this. 
and you know you do have your pro pro fracking boosters so um yeah uh just want to let you guys know what that was about because i know a lot of people probably was confused like what the fuck are they talking about but um this has to do with our energy um chemicals and things of that sort so if you want to know more about that and i implore you to look into that as that is obviously an important topic of discussion within these debates um our relationship with china was discussed um as well as what occurred with uh Brianna Taylor's case and the death of Brianna Taylor, which ironically, um, I didn't expect, I expected, I should say, I expected Pence to answer the question the way that he did. Um, another deflective uh, mood, uh, move, in my opinion, it's like you took recognition slightly about the laws and the tragedy that occurred with her death. However, you found the way to discuss the looting and the protesters which really was really didn't have anything to do with what occurred with Breonna Taylor's case I mean the looting which is not something I'm justifying but the protesting was a direct uh effect of the injustice not only that we saw with Rihanna Taylor's case recently but George Floyd and prior to George Floyd um and Miss Brianna Taylor rest in peace to both but Ahmaud Arbery just as well so um I found it interesting that instead of really touching bases on the injustice that these American black African-American people received he chose to focus more on the destruction of property and things of that sort which again had there been the correct justice implemented it's safe to say we probably wouldn't even have had those issues that we had regarding um you know protesters uh getting injured people getting arrested police getting shot all of these things occurring so Pence claimed that the Biden campaign wants to ban fracking and CNN said this is misleading um in fact Biden's written plan never included a full ban on fracking rather it proposes banning new oil and gas permitting on public lands and waters and this is something Biden has explicitly said he does not support a nationwide fracking ban Pence also claimed that the Obama administration left the strategic national stockpile empty according to CNN that too was quite misleading because the strategic national stockpile was not empty before the coronavirus pandemic So, like, for example, the stockpile contains enough smallpox vaccines for every American. 
among other medical resources. And I had heard a lot of this prior. This is why I tell people to do their research. There was a lot of people coming out saying, oh, well, Obama left us fucked up. He left the, uh, you know, the national stockpile empty, which is what I'm explaining to you. But you guys, so I tell you to do your research. That's not true. Um, a spokesperson for the Department of Health and Human Services confirmed to CNN in late June that there had been about 19,000 ventilators in the national stockpile for many years, including 16,660 ventilators that were ready for immediate use in March 2020. This spokesperson confirmed that none of those 16,660 ventilators were purchased by the Trump administration. Pence also stated that Americans deserve a straight answer on whether Biden would add Supreme Court seats. Now, you have critics who believe that Ms. Uh, Senator Harris kind of avoided Vice President uh, Pence's questions about whether Biden administration would seek to add seats to the Supreme Court if the Trump administration pushed through the nominations of Amy Connie Barrett uh, to replace our former Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg who just passed recently. So that became um, a situation where Harris didn't answer directly. And as a result, Pence basically gave that you didn't give an answer response. But in all theory and honesty, Biden has actually avoided the question according to CNN, including when uh, Trump mentioned this to him last week in their first debate. There was a spar over faith and which I thought was kind of shady of Pence to make almost allegations as though um, Senator Harris wasn't herself a person of uh, religious faith in which she uh took the attack this personal I mean I would have too um Pence went went as far as to indicate that the pick for the member uh one of the picks was a member of the Knights of Columbus for the judicial nominee um and that particular Catholic group is an anti-abortion group and um, Senator Harris and Joe Biden basically are for abortions and while Trump and them is pro-life so Senator Harris responded and she wanted it to be clear that both herself and Joe Biden are people of faith and she felt that it was very insulting to, to suggest that they would criticize and knock anyone for their, you know, individual faith practices. (laughs) 
It stated that Vice President Pence actually uh, spoke the most in this debate. But I I can see why. I mean, every fucking time you turned around, he was interrupting her or going way over the time capacity he was already warned and told he had. Pence claimed that Trump always told the truth about the coronavirus in this debate. That's not true. The Trump administration, according to CNN, has not always been truthful about the pandemic. And we already know that. Trump had made hundreds of false claims during the pandemic, including false claims about his travel restrictions. COVID-19 testing, the effectiveness of hydrochloroquine, the national stockpile of ventilators, and a totality of other bullshit. He even went as far as lying about lying about the virus. Shit is crazy. There was conversations over the trade wars. Discussing what was happening with China and how America lost 300,000 manufacturing jobs, according to Senator Harris. However, just in reviewing what took place this evening... I will say I am appreciative of the uh, poise and structure of the debate. It wasn't messy. It wasn't um, a Ringling Brothers and Barney and Bailey uh, spectacle. And it actually gave me a lot more clarity on how I'm voting on November 3rd. And I hope If you guys watched this debate, it kind of helped you if you were still very undecided on what you wanted to do or what you were going to do on November 3rd. There was a lot of avoidance in the questions that were being asked. Um, I saw a lot of uh, resume dropping about what both did or used to do in their former titles I don't know if that's going to work or go against either candidate but there were very noticeable moments where I was observant to a lack of concrete answers and if I can't get that from you here in a debate how am I supposed to get that from you when you're running the government Mm. Roe versus Wade was discussed and where both candidates stood on a topic. I'm going to just be honest with you guys. I didn't feel very, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not in favor of Mike Pence, period. Uh, 
And this debate just gave me more clarification for me why, why that was. Wow! So with that being said, I just wanted to give you guys a fresh look at the debate um, moments after I saw it versus tomorrow. Because I know if I would have did it tomorrow, and I probably will, you know, in exchange, uh, probably tomorrow, touch bases on some more things um, related to this debate. But from what I saw, I honestly am a lot more comfortable with what was said tonight versus what was stated by the current president and president candidate for the Democratic uh, Party. So we shall see, right, people? Again, as I always stress to you when you hear my ads, please go out and vote. Make a very intelligent vote because at the end of the day, whether you believe it to be or not, these things are going to affect you. And if they don't affect you, they're certainly going to affect your children. So with that being said... um, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. You guys have a good night. And uh, yeah. Cole loves you. <laughs> Later, you guys. Available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. <laughs>